versus breaking Harris. news. Oh, really? Carson Wentz. The Indianapolis Colts have agreed to trade Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. QBR, touchdown, and yards. He's a top 15 quarterback. Washington is taking on the full contract due. The whispers about him have been he's not really a great teammate. Not surprised that he's going only after a season of Colts. This is another opportunity where the expectations aren't going to be that high. ESPN Radio. You're listening to ESPN Radio on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPN+. Plus. She is Amber Wilson. I am Chris Canny, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Get at us on Twitter at ChrisCanny99 and at AWilson790. Also, you can get in touch with us on the Canny call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And Amber, the quarterback carousel continues to turn. Early last offseason, we saw some blockbuster trades around the National Football League. We saw Matt Stafford on the move to L.A. We also saw Carson Wentz on the move from Philly to Indianapolis. Well, it turns out that that's going to be short-lived because Carson Wentz has been traded from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders. Now, the two teams will swap second-round picks in this year's draft. Also, the Commanders will send the Colts their third-round pick this year and a third-round pick in 2023 that can become a second-round pick if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps for Washington. So, Washington called all 31 teams looking for a quarterback. It seems like a lot of teams shut the door, but the Indianapolis Colts left the light on for them, and Chris Ballard decided to pull the trigger on this deal. What's your initial reaction to Carson Wentz pulling up with the Wentz wagon in D.C.? Well, my initial reaction is we're going to be looking at another starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. That is five in five years. A couple of those being Andrew Luck, you know, getting injured, coming back from injury. But it's been an onslaught of names for them over the last five years, starting under center. So that was my initial reaction. Also, the fact that they traded away Carson Wentz when he was a dead money hit against them right now. Like if they had waited until after the 2022 season, they wouldn't have had any of that dead money. Instead, he's going to cost them 15 million in dead money, but they did save like 13.3 million by doing this. Now, Chris Canty uh, before I think the deadline was March 18th that they needed to get rid of him before some of that guaranteed money became due uh, in terms of bonuses. So they save a little money. They have dead money. I don't know what it means uh, about their opinion of Carson Wentz, in Indy, it doesn't bode well for me uh, about Carson Wentz, but obviously there was a market there for him. They were able to move him. I don't know how excited Commanders fans are about this move, but I mean, it it's an upgrade, right? That's the curious part about all of this. I'm interested to know what the Commanders' plan is at the quarterback position long term. Obviously, Wentz is the short-term answer because according to Uh, Our very own Adam Schefter, Washington, will pay the full $28 million due to Carson Wentz in 2022, which includes a $5 million roster bonus due at the start of the new league year next week. So it's clear that Washington is putting their money where their mouth is in terms of the short-term commitment to Carson Wentz. They believe that he's a guy that can win them football games in a down division. But I I guess long-term, I'm not quite sure – that this organization is sold on Carson Wentz being their guy. If you just look at the draft capital that they forked over to the Colts, that doesn't scream to me that they found their franchise quarterback. It feels like they found Mr. Right now as opposed to Mr. Right. And so it'll be interesting to see what the commander's plan is going into the NFL draft because they're a team that's been linked 
in a lot of mocks by Todd McShay, by Mel Kuyper, as one of those squads that could take a quarterback with the number 11 overall pick. I think Kenny Pickett was the guy that both Mel and Todd had the commanders targeting. So it would be interesting to see what they do with that plan. They've also got Taylor Heineke in the fold. So just in looking at the big picture for the Washington commanders, I'm curious as to what's going to happen at the quarterback position. We do have ESPN Washington Commanders reporter John Kime on how this deal came about with Carson Wentz being traded to the Commanders. Take a listen. Pretty much it was they have a list that's just going to keep going down. It Like Aaron Rodgers would have been a primary choice. Now, of course, <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. And, you know, that would have been a choice for anybody. But even if he had been available, I don't think that would have happened because for a lot of reasons. Yesterday, after the Wilson trade, and I talked to somebody over there and they're like, they already had other things going on. Mm. So they did quickly move on to another deal. And I'd heard this morning that there was an offer here. So it, it makes sense that this would have been next after Russell Wilson. And, you know, you, there was obviously Jimmy Garoppolo may have been available and a few other guys. Deshaun Watson remains somebody that they hadn't dismissed off their list. But there's obviously a hundred questions with that one. So, so, yeah, and I know, like, I knew that they liked him. I know they like his athleticism and that if it doesn't work out this year, you can cut him next year and there's no cap penalty if that's where it went. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And, Amber, that's exactly where my mind went when I saw the trade go down. Washington has got to bite the bullet in terms of the compensation going to Carson Wentz this season. But if he proves not to be the guy, just like he did in Indy, just like he did in Philadelphia – then I think there's a natural opportunity for the Washington Commanders to transition to another option. But in making this move right now, that lets me know that the organization has some urgency to try to win games in 2022. And it also makes me question just how secure Ron Rivera's job is in D.C. That's got to be something that's on the table because, you know, with young quarterbacks, with rookie quarterbacks, it's hard to bank on being able to win football games. But with veteran quarterbacks, there's more of a trust factor. There's more of um, a reliability when it comes to knowing what you're going to get week in and week out. And I think that's what Washington was looking for in executing this trade. Yeah, I don't know if you know any more about what you were going to get if you stuck with Heineke or Garrett Gilbert or, or Allen or any of the other names there at the commanders that they could have gone with at that quarterback position. So here they bring over a vet, one who I understand has has had a tumultuous career since 2017 Ooh. anyways. You're very down on Carson Wentz. By the numbers, Chris Canty. He's not bad. I mean, by the numbers, he was good last season, right? So there are arguments to be made here. He did finish 27 and 7, 27 TTs to seven interceptions last season. He did have almost 4,000 passing yards last season. The numbers are not bad with Carson Wentz. Of course, you can't also ignore that he collapsed at the end of last season again, mind you. And he collapsed in an epic way, particularly against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's the lasting memory that I think is in everybody's mind. But you heard it there from John Kime in that soundbite, right? This isn't a huge risk for the commanders because you bring in Carson Wentz. If he ends up looking like 2017 Wentz, which I feel like the ship has sailed on that, but if he ends up even looking like he did at the first half of this last season, Carson Wentz, then you can absolutely win some significant games and make the postseason there in Washington, which is something that they failed to do this past season. But if he doesn't end up giving you that, 
you can cut him loose. He's not some huge cap hit against you. You you, you don't have uh, – it's not a huge risk. You gave up, what, a, a couple third rounders for him? And like you said – they could still draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft. There's a lot of discussion about how this is not the best quarterback draft. So maybe you don't use your first rounder on a quarterback, but it doesn't mean that you couldn't also still take a quarterback and somebody who you think maybe could benefit from sitting behind Carson Wentz for a year. Well, here's what I'll say about Carson Wentz, Amber. I think he's a fine quarterback as a bridge to what you're going to do long-term, but to look at him as the guy you know, in your three- to five-year projections for what the franchise is going to be, I don't think that's realistic. And you can talk about the numbers. You can talk about where he was at with QBR. You kind of sound like Dan Orlovsky when you're doing that. Ninth and league-wide QBR but what last I will season. Say is it's more than just the Vegas Raiders game or the Indianapolis Colts game where Carson Wentz fell apart. Keep it in mind, in that Jags game, you're talking about him having a 4.3 QBR, the lowest in his career. But he also fell apart in that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. He also fell apart in that game against the Tennessee Titans. Like There are numerous games that you can point to where Carson Wentz was the reason why the Indianapolis Colts didn't have a chance to win that football game. I mean, even if you want to start with the week one game against the Seattle Seahawks, a costly turnover there. Like, there are so many different instances where I can say Carson Wentz was the reason why the Indianapolis Colts didn't have an opportunity to stack a win and why they didn't have an opportunity to get into the postseason. Now, according to Dan Orlovsky and others, the weapons around Carson Wentz aren't the best. What I will say is you had an MVP running back in Jonathan Taylor in the backfield this past season. And in the year prior to this, with the same skill position core, Phillip Rivers was able to find his way into the playoffs, and he was past it in terms of his, his productive years. So I don't understand why people keep making excuses for Carson Wentz and why this dude can't get it done. Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator when Carson Wentz had his best season in 2017 in Philly, who was the head coach in Indianapolis this past year with Carson Wentz, this was a guy that decided, you know what? He's not good enough to get this program where we want to be and we're going to move on. What about that makes anyone feel like Carson Wentz is a team's solution at the quarterback position? That's the part that I don't get. I still don't understand it, which makes me believe there's a bigger play for both the Washington Commanders and the Indianapolis Colts. That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So, where do the Colts go from here at quarterback? Amber and I will chime in on that. But first, a word from eBay. When a part of your offense isn't firing on all cylinders, it shows. Maybe it's a drop ball. Maybe you can't just work your way down the field. Maybe you got a problem at quarterback like the Colts did. But whatever it is, when this happens, the only solution is to replace that part with something better. It's the same with your car, but unlike in sports, a new batch of car parts can't be drafted every year. That's why eBay Motors exists. They have all the right parts at the right prices. In fact, eBay Motors has 122 million parts. That's a lot of parts. That way you can get the parts you need to make your car a winner. Visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. The Indianapolis Colts have agreed to trade Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. QBR, touchdown, and yards. He's a top 15 quarterback. Whispers about him have been he's not really a great teammate. They believe that he's a guy that can win them football games in a down division. You're listening to Amber Wilson and Chris Canning on ESPN Radio and E+. We're covering the breaking news of Carson Wentz being traded from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders. And, Amber, we covered the Commanders' angle of this 
Now it's time to talk about what this means for the Indianapolis Colts. I go back to a tweet that I saw from Jim Ursay back in January when he said, you can see it clear as day in the final eight NFL team playoffs, you need a quarterback and an offense who can score 30 or more in regulation and a defense that can hold an opponent to under 30. That, to me, was Jim Ursay telling Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, we're going to be creative when it comes to what we're going to do at the quarterback position, but we've settled on Carson Wentz and knowing that he's not our guy moving forward. I feel like that was licensed for the front office and the coaching staff to do whatever it is that they have to do to upgrade the quarterback position this offseason. Now, I'm not quite sure what that means because we saw two huge dominoes fall yesterday with Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay and Russell Wilson being traded to the Denver Broncos. But it feels like the Indianapolis Colts are big game hunting at the quarterback spot, but at the very least, trying to find an alternative to the quarterback play that they got this past year. I don't know what that means either. And that that has to be part of the consideration because I I hope the Colts have some sort of plan in place. And I don't think the plan can be just taking a flyer on a young, unproven quarterback coming out of college in what's supposed to be a bad quarterback draft. I feel like the plan has to be something bigger and better than that. Like they're going after some sort of name. And I don't know whose name that would be because frankly – a Jimmy Garoppolo, Chris. I'm not sure Jimmy Garoppolo is any better than Carson Wentz when you Jimmy take Garoppolo him out of Shanahan's system. Jimmy Garoppolo got more playoff wins than Carson Wentz does. That's fine, but, I, He's but got also more playoff wins than Carson Wentz. So we and have how to much give of that, that is credit. Shanahan, and how much of that is Jimmy G? Right, and how does he look in a different system? And 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 you could even make the argument that the Colts didn't necessarily get the most out of Carson Wentz. He's a quarterback that that plays best out of the play action and. And he wasn't necessarily utilized in the best manner. You could make some arguments this season in terms of his play. They're going to be an offense that relies heavily, obviously, on their run game because it's the best in the NFL. But they still need, to your point, a viable quarterback under center to really change the game for them at that position. They've had no continuity at all whatsoever the last five years at that position. They have to get this right. And getting this right isn't necessarily getting it right on some flyer unproven in the draft. I feel like they've got to be going for a name here. And I misspoke, Chris, earlier. It looks like they're not going to have any dead money left over from this deal because of that extra five that the commanders have agreed to take from them. So mm-hmm. now they're going to have seventy million, over $70 million in cap space. Ooh. What that boils down to that everybody needs to understand is it means that the Colts now have the most cap space entering free agency in the NFL. Like That's what that means. And so that leads me to believe, with them trying to clear all this space, that they're going after some big fish. I just don't know who that could possibly be. Well, the biggest fish that's out there in the quarterback market would have to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, you got to see Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch if you're going to trade for him. But there's an alternative theory to that, Amber. It could be putting a really strong supporting cast on the offensive side of the ball in terms of upgrading the weapons at wide receiver and then also trying to fortify your defense further, a group that was in the top 10 in scoring last year, and then go in the direction of finding a young quarterback that's in free agency that could represent a cheaper option and potentially drafting a quarterback with the capital that they've acquired. There's, you know, Who's to say that the Indianapolis Colts and Chris Ballard don't make a move into the late first round and try to draft one of these signal callers that slides down the draft board? I think there's a lot of opportunities that are available to them, but it's clear that Chris Ballard and Frank Reich have sent a message about Carson Wentz. We'd rather take the unknown rather than rolling with a guy that we don't believe can get it done in the critical moments. Because when you got two opportunities, winning in situations in order to get into the tournament, 
and you miss on both of those opportunities, it's hard to move past that lasting memory. That's something that lingers an entire offseason. And although players might be frustrated because of the carousel of quarterbacks that have been revolving through that locker room, I think the organization has proven itself to, un- to, ha- to, to have some stability and to have a plan when it comes to doing what's in the best interest of the program, both in the short term and in the long term. Has it? I feel like that this quarterback carousel has everything to do with the instability. I just don't know what the proof is when you're talking about the most important Well, the, pr- the proof is the record. The proof is the record. I mean, four different quarterbacks been- over the – hold on, let me finish. Four different quarterbacks over the last four seasons, three of those being winning seasons and two of them them being in the playoffs. So, I mean, I think that's the proof that you're pointing to in terms of Frank Reich and Chris Ballard being able to put together a solid team. In 2020, they had a top-10 offense, a top-10 defense. In 2021, a top-10 offense and a top-10 defense. I, I, I don't know how much more solid a roster you can ask for when it comes to trying to put a quarterback in a situation where they can have success. Well, and that's been in spite of that quarterback position, I guess is my point. Darius Leonard tweeted out, here we go again, about to be five years with the Colts and five different quarterbacks. Then he goes on, of course, to wish his guy Carson Wentz well. I mean, I, I can imagine the frustration inside that locker room from that quarterback carousel, but they have to do something here. And I don't think, and, and to your point, sure, they can still draft a guy, but it feels like to me, if they're clearing all this cap space, they're going after somebody and they're going after a name. And you said Jimmy G is the best available out there. I would say Deshaun Watson is the best available out there. If you can, Deshaun Watson ain't going to the Colts. If you consider they're not him trading available. him in the division. They're not, Most you, likely you, Houston's correct. not doing that. <laughs> I wouldn't think Houston's doing that. I don't know what Houston's doing. And that that's situation a fair point. With Deshaun, that's a fair I'm not point. sure, frankly, I don't think Houston's doing much of anything because also we have, you know, potential indictment coming down to Deshaun Watson on Friday as they're taking uh, potential charges against him to the grand jury on Friday. So we'll have some more clarification on that after Friday. But it, it just in terms of, I just mean in terms of who's available on the quarterback market. I don't even, I mean, obviously with Jimmy G, there's a conversation there to be had too and like, what would they have to give up in order to acquire Jimmy G? I just, when we're talking Jimmy G or Carson Wentz, like I'm just not convinced, I guess, that that's this massive upgrade. And I, I wonder if there's something else out there that we haven't considered. And, and there probably is, an, uh, is another option for the Indianapolis Colts, but Chris Ballard strikes me as a general manager that explores all the options. He's not going to leave any stone unturned, and there's a lot of different pathways that they can go in terms of figuring out who their QB1 is going to be in 2022 but I will say this it does make it more interesting as we move through the offseason to watch their plan unfold on what they're going to do at the quarterback position and if you're San Francisco you've got a big smile on your face today because some of the biggest dominoes in the quarterback market have already fallen and now you're left with the guy that's considered the big fish that's available via trade in Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy that's quarterbacked the team to a Super Bowl, a guy that had his team in the NFC Championship game this past year and has had his team in the NFC Championship game two of the last three years. So it's one of those situations right now where I think the Colts would would explore that option of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just not certain that that's a lock in terms of that's where Jimmy G is going to be headed. But we'll, we'll have Jimmy a lot G more. Jimmy G has also had durability issues. And he's having shoulder surgery. He's having play. shoulder surgery this offseason on his throwing arm. So we'll have to wait and see what ends up happening with that and how that affects the compensation that the 49ers could expect coming back to them. But we'll have more on this Carson Wentz story coming up next. But we got to talk about what this does to the landscape of the NFC East 
Amber and I'll chime in on that next. This is ESPN Radio. More after this. ESPN Radio. Whoa! Versus breaking Ar- news! Oh, really? Carson Wentz. The Indianapolis Colts have agreed to trade Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. QBR, touchdown, and yards. He's a top 15 quarterback. Washington is taking on the full contract due. The whispers about him have been he's not really a great teammate. Not surprised that he's going only after a season of Colts. This is another opportunity where the expectations aren't going to be that high. This is ESPN Radio, also on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 and E+. She is Amber Wilson. I am Chris Canning. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Did you know that you can listen to ESPN Radio commercial-free? That's right. You can listen to all your favorite ESPN radio shows and much more without the ads on TuneIn, the best audio app for sports fans. Just download the TuneIn app to get started. So we're all over the breaking news of Carson Wentz being traded from the Colts to the Washington Commanders. And for more on that, we're going to go out to the hotline and bring on ESPN NFL reporter and co-host of First Take, Her Take podcast, Miss Kimberly A. Martin. And Kimberly... I got to ask you because the question that everybody wants to know is where do the Colts go from here at the quarterback position? So it's really interesting. The, the QB that I would love to see them go after is Jimmy G. And if there is a way that they could rebound from giving up so much draft capital and investing it into, uh, you know, a Carson Wentz rehabilitation project, Flip that and end up with Jimmy G, I think that would be a win for Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, who have literally gone, Frank Reich has gone from Andrew Luck to Phillip Rivers to Carson Wentz, and now they're going to be looking for another quarterback. So think about what's left. It's not great pickings for a lot of these QB needy teams, but if you're the Colts and you can somehow get Jimmy G, a guy that last time we saw him, he beat Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like, not the last time, but. He was a guy that his team was able to beat Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Like, this is a guy that's been to a Super Bowl, and this is a Colts team that has, for the last two seasons, has felt like it is a QB away from being a Super Bowl contender. It is that in that Colts team. The Commanders also have felt like a a QB away at times anyways and certainly needed a quarterback in order to make the playoffs again. They've now apparently got their guy, at least for now, Kimberly. Is Carson Wentz a long-term solution for the Commanders or do you think he's more of a placeholder for them? Oh, guys, I honestly, (laughs) uh, no, he is going to be a short-term solution. And it's interesting because this is a Washington franchise that, had Alex Smith, felt like it had its guy. Then it had Ryan Fitzpatrick, felt like they had a veteran, though not as good a veteran that can win games, and then he got hurt. And then they went to Taylor Heineke. Now it's Carson Wentz. Um, You know, uh, Carson has won games in the NFL, but he is a guy that does not, that can also cost you games. And this is why if you are Washington to give up this kind of, it's not just the draft capital. It is the pain of the $28 million. It's It's taking on all of that. For a guy that Frank Reich was willing to part ways with, that that shows the level of desperation. And that's why I'm not convinced that he's, he's going to be the long-term answer because he's not a sure thing by any means. Um, it's almost like this is the consolation prize for a, for a franchise that tried to to swing for the fences and get Russell Wilson and fail to do so. 
talking with ESPN NFL reporter Kimberly Martin on ESPN Radio. And Kimberly, you said it, the word desperation. It seems like there's a degree of urgency with that franchise, the Washington Commanders. Does that in any way suggest that there could be jobs on the line this season when it comes to the front office or the coaching staff going into 2022? Yeah, I mean, when you think about, listen, in the NFL, the decisions you make as front office personnel people, as head coaches, it could change the trajectory of your own career. And you tie yourself to certain quarterbacks, certain players, those moves have to make sense. Um, and and in Washington, you know, Ron Rivera, Mark Mayhew, they, they came in to sort of rebuild, reshape what Washington football meant and what it would mean going forward and so far it, it they've tried they've had so many quarterbacks they've tried different things and this is really a desperation move that my phone has been blowing up and i can't and everybody it, it's either laughing emojis it's either desperation in all caps desperation spelled out phonetically and so these kind of moves when people around the league are questioning Man, like that, you know, Cuban Eighty teams are down bad, man. Like, like you will do whatever it takes to try to get a quarterback. You know, you got to hope that, that it pans out for Washington because last year, keep in mind, Ron Rivera, they could have trade, they could have drafted a quarterback last year. They could have figured out how can we get one of these guys? How can we position ourselves? And when you look at this QB class now, according to draft experts, it's not a deep, talented QB draft. This is not the year that you that a lot of teams are going to be able to get their guy as opposed to last year. So Carson Wentz, for Washington fans, better work out in 2022. He better work out in 2022. Uh, there's some other quarterbacks. Let's look at the NFC East, Kimberly. Uh, Dak, uh, we know that he will be the quarterback of the Cowboys. The Eagles, I assume they're rocking with Jalen Hurts a little longer, and I don't know about the Giants, Trubisky, Daniel Jones. But here's my question for you. Is Carson Wentz now in the NFC East the second-best quarterback in that division, or would you put Hurts maybe above him? Yeah, I guess I I would put Carson ahead of of Jalen because I think – Wentz is, he's so frustrating. He's so polarizing because you see him make plays and you're like, okay, and then the next minute he can cost you a game. I think he's technically the be- the second best quarterback behind Dak. Um, and Jalen is a close, is, is close behind him. Daniel Jones, man, the, the fact that we're even trying to figure out is Carson Wentz the second best guy in the NFC East? Daniel Jones and the Giants, man. If if people are talking about Mitch Trubisky going to a team and the Giants make sense with Joe Shane and Brian Dable, two former Buffalo guys running that organization now, Daniel Jones, you just never get the sense since he's been here that as much as they say he's the guy, they, we just have not seen enough from Daniel Jones to even give you any sort of confidence heading into 2022 that, yes, this is the year he's going to figure it out. This is very much wait and see for Daniel Jones. So because of that and because Jalen Hurts still has to, you know, he still has to take steps, still has to, you know, improve downfield accuracy and still has to improve as, as, a, as a passer in certain areas, I would give it to Wentz. But, man, he could cost you some games as we've seen with the Colts. Talking with ESPN NFL reporter Kimberly A. Martin on ESPN Radio. Last one for me, Kimberly. 
with Aaron Rodgers committing to Green Bay for the foreseeable future, what's the expectation from people in NFL circles about the availability of Jordan Love in the trade market this offseason? So I haven't heard anything yet about, you know, potential teams that would be interested in Jordan Love. Keep in mind, I think the Packers have actually done, uh, I don't want to use the word damage, but they've sort of hurt Jordan Love's um, stock in the sense of they went after him, they went up to get him to, as the future. Then they dialed it back and was like, oh, wait, no, 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 we don't care about the future. The president is all we care about. Aaron, this is your team. If you're another team out there, it, yes, Jordan Love, he, he's gotten some experience as far as learning what it's like to be in the NFL system. He's not just going to – he's farther, further ahead than some of these rookies that, that are coming out of this class. But still, it, 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 there isn't a market right now where there are teams clamoring for Jordan Love. Like nobody as of now is saying, we've got we've to gotta go after Jordan Love. Could that change? Because, as we've seen, desperate teams will do desperate things. And because the, there aren't enough quality top-tier veteran QBs and there aren't enough rookie QBs in this draft class to go around, that could change come next week and, and, and going forward just because the supply and demand that we've been talking about today. Kimberly, we appreciate a few minutes of your time. Thanks for giving us your insight, and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks, guys. All right, that is ESPN NFL reporter and co-host of First Take, Her Take podcast, Kimberly A. Martin. Coming up next, where do the Colts go from here at the quarterback position? Amber and I will chime in on the other side of the break. You're listening to ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Last night, Amber, Kyrie Irvin put on a show in front of Michael Jordan in the crowd at the Spectrum Arena in Charlotte as he drops 50 points on 19 shots in the Nets' win over the Charlotte Hornets, 132-121. to Of course, the win... Puts the Nets one game in front of the Charlotte Hornets for that eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. The team gets to 33 and 33, so right at 500 on the season. But as we try to project what the Nets are going to be moving forward, it's important that this team tries to stay in that 7 8 seating as opposed to the 8 uh, 9 10 seating because of the play in tournament. So, your thoughts on Kyrie Irving's performance last night? and what that potentially means for the Nets moving forward. Yeah, 15 for 19 from the field, 9 for 12 from 3, 11 for 13 from the free throw line. He was absolutely unbelievable, and I wonder how frustrating that is for Nets fans because are they watching him thinking, if only we had this dude able to do this night in and night out. So the Nets fan gets that performance from him, and now they don't get to see Kyrie Irving play for their team again until March 15th because this team's on the road or it is playing Orlando at home and then playing it at Madison Square Garden because, of course, of that vaccine mandate that, for now at least, still remains in effect in New York City. So this is one of those performances by Kyrie that we know he's absolutely capable of, Chris, but the problem is is it too little too late and is it too part-time for them to really be able to make up any ground here it's great that they're at 500 again it's great that they're sitting back in the eight spots and they're in the mix and on the outside looking in but like I said he's now not available until the 15th for them so we get these monster performances the problem for the Nets is that they need them night in and night out and he's just not going to be available to give them to them yeah they're two games behind the Toronto Raptors and you're talking about Kyrie Irving not being being able to play in all but five of the games that they have remaining. So here's Kyrie last night on how many points he had and whether or not he knew he was having a big night. Take a listen. 
Yeah, I'm not going to say I was going to lie to you. I was like, <laughs> you know, I was just, yeah, I was aware. But just letting it come. Just letting it come. Just letting it flow of the game and um, just living the results. Yeah, and Kevin Durant said he was just sitting back watching a masterclass performance by Kyrie Irving. And here's the thing that's got to be maddening for the players in that locker room, Amber. They know how good Kyrie Irving can be. I'm not sure that there's a guard in the NBA that's a better finisher at the rim than Kyrie Irving. I'm not sure that there's a guy one-on-one that can do better in terms of being able to get to his spot and get to the rim than Kyrie Irving. So to have that guy only available to play in select games – has got to be frustrating for that team and for that locker room and for Steve Nash and the coaching staff. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle Kyrie Irving moving forward. ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Chris Canny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Get at us on Twitter at ChrisCanny99 and at AWilson790. Also tap in on the Canny call-in line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Amber and I are trying to figure out, do the Washington Commanders actually have the second-best quarterback in the NFC East? Because one of us says yes, and one of us says no. So we need you, the audience, to be the tiebreaker on that. Again, the call-in line, 888-ESPN, that's 888-729-3776. Another thing that we're trying to wrap our minds around, Amber, is where exactly do Chris Ballard and Frank Wright go in terms of their quarterback situation? Like, th- There's no obvious solution that's out there in terms of who's going to step into that that those, those those shoes that Carson Wentz was just now filling with this Colts team. I don't quite know what direction they turn. This is an organization that has dealt with quarterback's instability over the past four seasons. This will be their fifth starting quarterback in as many years. And so it doesn't necessarily seem like there's an answer that's readily available for them. And so the question becomes, where exactly do they turn for help at the quarterback spot? I think a lot of people are assuming that they're going to turn to Jimmy G, but I think people might be forgetting that there's some other names out there. And I know we had somebody tweet to us the possibility of a Kirk Cousins. Now I'm not in on that for the Colts to do that. (laughs) I guess Kirk Cousins, most people, I guess would consider him better than Jimmy G fine. He's also more expensive, a lot more expensive in terms of a cap hit than Jimmy G. So that is something to consider. Now we mentioned last segment that they have the most cap space now in the NFL after this Carson Wentz trade. doesn't mean that they want to go burn it on a QB, right? Because who, Whoever they bring in may not be the long-term solution. So maybe they want to be able to spread some of that space around. But there's a guy out there that's even cheaper than Jimmy Garoppolo, Chris Canty, and his name is Jordan Love. Mm. I mean, what's Jordan Love going to cost you to trade for him? I wouldn't imagine a ton. You a did third just round get pick maybe right, and so and you just got a couple. Hey, we just got a couple third rounders. Maybe we flip one of those. We bring in Jordan Love. He's very cheap, obviously, still on a rookie deal for years. And you have a guy who was slated in the first round on most everybody's draft boards at the time that he was drafted, and reportedly. Ballard's board as well. Reportedly, Ballard wanted to draft him in that draft and wasn't able to because Green Bay did. So if, in fact, that's correct, those rumors are right that Chris Ballard was really high on Jordan Love in that draft. Could Chris Ballard now be in a position where, hey, I bring in Jordan Love. I'm higher on him than any of the current quarterbacks coming out of this next draft. Yes, he's young. Yes, he's unproven. But so are those guys and he's a cheap get right now. And he, you know, has some experience and certainly sat behind now the, you know, reigning MVP for some time, maybe learning from him as well. 
Yeah, well, Jordan Love is going to be more prepared than Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, any of Sam Howell, any of those guys that have been in the conversation to be first-round picks. So from that perspective, I love where you're going with it. And just to follow up to support your point, General Manager Chris Ballard spoke in January, and he said this about the quarterback position, and I quote, I'd like to quit band-aiding it. I'd like for Carson Wentz to be the long-term answer or find somebody who will be here for the next 10 to 12 years. It doesn't sound like from what he's saying that he's in the market for a short-term fix. It doesn't sound like he's in the market for a guy that that's only going to be there for two or three years. It sounds like he wants to find an answer to the quarterback position um, for the long term. And Jordan Love wouldn't be a bad way to go because of what you're going to have to invest in draft capital but also the flexibility that it does give you with roster construction. Think about it. You can go out and address the weapons on the edges of your offense. You can go out and spend money on some receivers. You can fortify your offensive line because they're parting ways with Eric Fisher. It makes sense up front to be able to strengthen that group. Defensively, maybe you go after some of those veterans that are going to be released prior to the start of the new league year next year. Maybe you go out out and get some pressure players, some corners, some edge rushers. There's the potential to do that with all that cap space that you have now freed up because you're not allocating it to the quarterback position. So just based on how we've seen Chris Ballard build out this this Indianapolis Colts team, I wouldn't rule that out as a possibility, going with a cheaper option like Jordan Love, allowing that kid to develop, but also knowing that he's going to have the supporting cast both in the way of weapons in the skill position, the offense, offensive line, and then, of course, a defense that's going to be able to bolster whatever he brings to the table. It's like getting a first-rounder without actually having to use a first-round pick, which we know the Colts don't have this season. And if you want a solution for 12 years, Kirk Cousins ain't it. Heck, nope. even 30-year-old Jimmy Garoppolo probably ain't it then. Exactly. Jordan Love, 23 years old, why not take the chance? Yeah, it just seems like it makes sense. It seems like it fits. And I can't help but notice that this was a move that was made after the decision by Aaron Rodgers was announced yesterday. Chris Ballard decided that he was going to ship Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. I can't believe that he makes that decision in a silo. Clearly, he's aware of the landscape of what's going on in the National Football League. But coming up next... What lead to the Colts punting on Carson Wentz, and should they draft a quarterback in the first round?